You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I am one of your hosts, Danny Fernandez, and sitting across from me as always. Hey, what's up? It's if you want anyway, you know, that voice you hear sometimes in your ears. <laughs> I think you've been on every episode, Ify. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is So it would be true. every time. Every time I am e- here. Every time. And we're joined up top by the creator of Geek Bomb, Maud Garrett. Oh, hey. What's hey, up? you, I asked, so we're talking about Legend of Zelda Hell today. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> and uh, you not only have a tattoo, right? Oh, I'm looking yes. at it right now. But yes. your dog's name is Zelda. Yeah. I I like this game. Well, I like this franchise. I particularly like one game. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of history with this game and myself. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll get into it. It's like it's, there's a lot of reasons why this is really powerful. But the Triforce tattoo on my finger here represents power, courage, and wisdom. And I kind of think, and the, the the reasoning behind it is that you can't just have one. You need all of them to have that complete harmony. Yeah. And I kind of really dig that. So I got that tattoo because I believed in it. And it's so funny how many people think it's the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, really? And it's an instant way to kind of know who I want to have a conversation with <laughs> and who I never want to speak to again. Like, like, oh, oh is, the that the, is that the Illuminati? Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. And off I go. Uh, and I called my dog Zelda so I wouldn't call my daughter Zelda. Ah. Yeah, that's so funny. That's why I call, in a different way, but that's why I called Molly my dog Molly, mm-hmm. um, because I don't know why. But back when I was when I got her when I was eighteen, I wanted my daughter to be named Maddie, and I was like, well, I can't call her Maddie, so I'll call her Molly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that works. So well, uh, I, I called my dog Zelda because I rescued a princess. Ooh. Oh wow, <gasps> wow! Maud is very proud of herself. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I listened to the Reed and Kid Fury's dog name is Link. So, <gasps> oh, y'all yeah. need to get together. That's really cute. He's the missing Link. Yeah, oh. just waiting, waiting to 
come together. But I like this Zelda in this franchise because she's the one princess that doesn't necessarily need to be rescued. She oh, kind of yeah. rescues herself mm -hmm. and she, or she lays down some game plan as well. So she's a kick-ass princess yeah. and I respect that. It's some, uh, Peach, on the other action. hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Mario. Well, you know, you cookie. she can pull her weight sometimes in Mario Kart. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah, then there was the Princess Peach series, too. Uh, I mean, not series, but a uh, one-off game. Let me see what it was called. But it, uh, she was, she was. I think in that one, she saves Mario. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah, mm. switched it up. Did he get swallowed by a toilet because he actually went to his job and did some plumbing? <laughs> yeah, it was called Super Princess Peach. Oh. That's what it was. And it was, uh, it was, it, a lot of people dug it. They should do it more. It was a DS game, yep. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Oh, yeah. But, well, um, excuse me, princess, because this is, this is Legend of Zelda. We're talking about Legend yeah. of Zelda, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. For people that don't know, we're just going to hop right into it. It is, uh, The Legend of Zelda is an action-adventure video game franchise created by Japanese game designers Shigeru Miyamoto and Takahashi Tezuka. It is primarily developed and published by Nintendo, although some portable installments and re-releases have been outsourced to Capcom, Vampool, and Grezzo. So the series gameplay incorporates elements of action, adventure, and puzzle-solving games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the reason many people end up calling the main character Zelda instead of Link uh, is because mm -hmm. even though it is titled The Legend of Zelda, the series centers on Link, uh, which is an elf-like uh, player character and most uh, the protagonist of most of the games. Uh, Link is often given the task of rescuing Princess Zelda in the, uh, in the kingdom of Hyrule from Ganon, an evil warlord turned demon who is the principal antagonist of the series. But, uh, you know, in other settings, uh, there have been other antagonists, and if there's what was that one Hyrule Adventures, I think, where they team, where you play, uh, and you team up, and I think you can Three play others? as uh, Ganon, right? Uh, let me see, the Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, Warriors. yeah, yeah the hack and slash mm -hmm. that had absolutely no story premise. It was literally yeah. just enemies running at you, and you were doing big moves. Oh yeah, getting it in. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't classify that. A Zelda game because, like you said, they're they I think that they're an adventure game first and foremost. Yeah. Um, and they do a great thing where there's an open, rich world and with Hyrule, but there's like little divisions through there. So mm -hmm. Fire Mountain or Death Mountain, um, and then you've got um like actual Hyrule Castle, and you go into these little stages, I guess you could say, and you sort of like traverse your way through it, and then unlock it, and then you obtain an item or something that you needed to then move on to the next thing. It's a pretty linear game, but I love the fact that it's it's got enough with story, um, unlocking different dungeons slash items and weapons, um, and then going through the main storyline and then having puzzles as well and unlocking with different songs and abilities. Guys, it's such a good game. But that's yeah. only one of them. What was yeah. your first introduction? Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, 1998. Yeah. This cool cat got a Nintendo 64 for uh, Christmas. Yep, yep. And I... Started off that Christmas as a no one, and I ended it as a someone. <laughs> and that was the best thing that happened to to me because I've got two older brothers. Yeah. And with any other console before that, two controllers. Mm -hmm. So I was a professional spectator. <laughs> with four controllers, oh, man, mm -hmm. I got involved and I didn't have to miss out. But, of course, Legend of Zelda is a one-player game. Um, I rented the game um, from the video store, yep. and I had one week to finish this game. So with that, you then buy the Nintendo magazine with the walkthroughs and the hints and the guides. Gosh, that's so old school. I I mean, I was... No, I remember it, but yeah. 11? 
Yeah. When this was all happening, I was 11. Um, and it was like, you know, technically wasn't me. It was a blonde protagonist, but, you know, from behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. could be a girl. And I was like, yeah, I'm identifying here. It's got a little fairy. Cool. There's a princess. Awesome. But everything about this game is just an over, over like wash of emotions. The soundtrack was beautiful. The, the vision, like the look of it, this was when Nintendo 64 was able to do the 3D effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so like being able to run through the this this world of Hyrule was amazing. Um, just I loved it. I think it really is the, a perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, one of the things too uh, is that Zelda is also a series with one of the most convoluted storylines. There is pre-Ganon, there is, uh, there is a... Like if Link wins the great battle timeline, there's if Link loses the battle timeline, and that's why it spawns off. So it isn't even in any order, which I think also made it as uh, enticing because that means that there wasn't an order you have to go back in. Like, uh, for example, a game like Valkyrie Chronicles where someone's like, oh, well, you got to try one and then uh, then two, but three is a spinoff and you, you got to play four, but oh, you gosh. can play four because it's a prequel and then go back and play one and two or like Kingdom Hearts where we've been waiting longer than some people have <laughs> lived for the <laughs> sequel. Oh, uh, yeah. Where like you could just pick up a Zelda, for example, uh, the I'm currently playing Breath of the Wild. Oh. I never played Ocarina of Time, and you the, did it? No, I only played Link to a Past, which uh, is arguably the best uh, Zelda in the franchise. Um, mm. But then you have Four Swords, which I I did rock because that was right when I was like in high school, and so Four Swords was the one where you could. Yeah. yeah, and you link up, and you four people played as four up? split. Uh, you link up. <laughs> uh, okay, y'all are dorks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I um, am. But yeah, so we would bring it into school and jack in, and all of us would play <laughs> and just try and get as far as we can. So that's that. It's 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 so crazy because they're all like sometimes they connect but it's all just the they're standalone wow. games yeah. not not so much like final fantasy where there's new characters every single time there's yeah. consistency with having like the protagonist the the world um the goddesses i guess the triforce and then ganon um but even the the graphics and the animation have been so different i feel like there's only been sort of like two or three games at a time that have had like consistency and then they just completely pivot and try something else for me, like playing Ocarina of Time and then Majora's Mask, going, oh, I know what a Zelda game is now. This is great. And then sitting down on the GameCube and playing Wind Waker, where it's in this different timeline. I think it's like hundreds of years down the track after the big battle of Hyrule with Link and Ganon. I know. And and it's not even Zelda. It's yeah. yeah. Tetra. What's crazy, too, is that has that caused like a lot of animosity, just the design styles where I didn't love it. Some people liked Skyward Sword because it was a more realistic, but then when you get no. into uh Wind Waker, they're like, it's too cartoony. It was really kitty and the the you know, I feel like the enemies were like womp 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 walking around and it yeah. just it, it felt it wasn't great. But then you get into it and the storyline and like unlocking a map through the ocean on this ship um, and having like that grid formation was just so different to any other um, Zelda game that we'd seen. And I was mm -hmm. like, this is great. Yeah. I really loved exploring this map um, and being an adventurer like that. 
Um, but you're right. Like the animation, I was just like, I'm not loving it. And that's why I feel like Breath of the Wild is so great because it's got a little bit of that cartooniness, yeah, but it's it still got everyone. that. Yeah, they've done a really mm-hmm. good job of kind of like melding it all together. I wanted to talk about some of the how the original Legend of Zelda came to be, like some of the inspiration behind it. So Miyamoto actually was inspired by his explorations as a young boy uh, when he would go uh, on the hillsides and and forests and and caves surrounding his childhood home um, where he ventured into forests with secluded lakes, caves, and rural villages. I actually, this also does sound like my childhood (laughs) where I would just take off for hours on end and and disappear. Isn't that crazy that we used to do that? Yeah, I remember one time I did it with my friend. We We went through the forest and then like came back a few hours later she got walloped by her mum because she was like, how did you go off? And my mum's like, what'd you get What'd you get up to? What'd you see? And I was like, oh, I explored. And this poor girl's in tears. I, I, Oh, my gosh. I remember once, like, this kid, we were, like, hopping a fence and this kid, like, cut open his leg. It was, like, oh, all man. these things that, like, you weren't supposed to do when you were younger. Another one was, like, this abandoned house that we went into. Like we had a good chance of there being a haunted clown in there that was going to eat us. Oh, yeah. So, or like you know, you never know. And, or, or needles. <laughs> you can step on. Or real things. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, according to Miyamoto, uh, one of his most memorable experiences was the discovery of a cave entrance in the middle of the woods. Look, this is how True Detective starts, okay? Yeah. Um, anyways, after some hesitation, he apprehensively entered the cave and explored its depth with the aid of a lantern. How long ago was this? Uh, Miyamoto has referred to the creation of the Zelda games as an attempt to bring to life a miniature garden for players to play uh, to play with in each game of the series. And the name Zelda actually came from novelist F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, whose name is Zelda. So Miyamoto thought the name sounded pleasant and significant, and that's F. Scott Fitzgerald of uh, Great Gatsby fame and many other books. Um, and so he paying tribute, he chose to name the princess after her and titled it The Legend of Zelda. Uh, and then going on with what uh, you said, Maud, Link and the fairy were actually inspired by Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. So Miyamoto noted how at the time long ears made you think of Peter Pan. And then you throw in the fact that he was also a Disney fan and the team ended up taking inspiration from those characters. So Takahashi Tezuka created Link's design. Yeah, this is going to be my just uh, sidebar about Nintendo because Miyamoto outside of Zelda also has like a huge influence with he's Nintendo. Great. He's great. He's the god of Nintendo. Yeah. And what's interest, interesting and cool about that is uh, something, you know, as like a longtime gamer that has always stood out about Nintendo is the simple fact that they were they're never interested in having the best graphics like you know that is like a very like microsoft sony xbox versus ps4 contest is who has the best graphics who's gonna in there like an arms race and nintendo seems so focused on just what is the most fun and innovative way to play games and you know i will say like when the wii came out compared to like you know the uh, PS3 and, and the Xbox 360. And X- yeah, yeah you, it, it seems so silly, but then you see it, where it went. Because I tried to play Chroni- um, Chronicle, what is it called? Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. on the Wii, and I was like, this is PlayStation 2 graphics, and yeah. it took me out of it a lot. Well, see, but you don't go on the Wii to play something exactly. like Xenoblade Chronicle. You go on there to play tennis. <laughs> and that's what happened is it was <laughs> so, so and, and they, and it was, I don't know if you remember, I think it was called, uh, 
I know I'm not crazy. Yes. Uh, it was such a big deal when Mad World came out for the Wii because it was their first M-rated game, like years after it came out. So Nintendo is very family focused. And so it's so interesting that Miyamoto is such a Disney fan because it seems like they have that similarity yeah. where like, you know, in the arms race of like, you know, cool big robo movies and all this stuff, you know, their their focus is just like family movies. And also Being they pure. have the benefit of For like sure. having these other companies to accomplish that, like, you know, your Miramaxes and now Marvel. But like it is interesting to see like a console that is focused on like family and innovation and doesn't need to do that, you know, arms race. And it's worked out for them. We as well, we did on the Nintendo episode was one of the most like high selling consoles, you know, just yeah. simply because of. Well, they shouldn't compete with something that they're never going to be. Yeah. And I think that there's gamers uh, come in all shapes and sizes, ages, everything. You can't accommodate to the gamer without kind of like, you know, appealing to a family, you know. Yeah. I think. I don't know. One of my reasons why I don't think Star Wars is doing so well these days is because you have to appeal to an audience from 5 to 55 yeah. or even old 95, really. And I think that, yeah, you're right. Nintendo's just gone, we're going to rock kids' worlds mm -hmm. and we're going to make games as well that adults really enjoy. So it's yeah. like, you know, your Disney movies where everyone gets something out of it, but it's not necessarily about blood gore and yeah. cool weapons. And I don't even necessarily think like that's a hit, just the innovation. I mean, this is my last thing and we'll jump back to it, but just simply the Switch is so innovative as a console, something that switches from a, hand, uh, from a handheld to a console so seamlessly. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about it with a couple of friends of just how crazy that is, how it does feel like the future. I was on an airplane yep. playing Breath of the Wild. I haven't beat Breath of the Wild because that is my travel game. I, I refuse not, to beat I'm it. Not, yeah, I'm not rushing to beat it because it is my plane game. It's really good on a big screen. Oh, oh, oh no, really I'll do it because good. I'll bring the dock with me to a hotel when I'm yep. going to do like shows in other cities. And so then I dock it and I'll play it. Uh, so it's great. Um. For people that don't know what Breath of the Wild is, that are new to it, can you explain? Breath of the Wild is the latest expansion in the uh, Legend of Zelda franchise. It's the one that came on the Switch. Mm -hmm. It is the last Zelda game that was released. And it was extremely innovative because, like Mont said, it's a very linear game, Legend of Zelda. And... Breath of the Wild was open world for the yeah. first time, which, uh, you know, for better or worse, the world works that way. There are certain things where there's like that open weather that changes and sometimes it will make it hard. So either you want to wait out the weather or you just go do something new else. direction. Yeah. Um, so what Breath of the Wild really did that we've never seen in a Zelda game before is, yes, the open world, but they borrowed off games like Assassin's Creed, Shadows of War or Shadow of Mordor, where when you unlock the area, you go up a giant tower so you can scope out that space and then that's the region that you now have access to, rinse and repeat. Um, but they still do have like the main quest where you have to defeat Areas, I don't know if I want to call them dungeons because they're yeah. not necessarily dungeons at all. It's yeah, like I feel regions. Like the way we see dungeons is different than the way Zelda pre presented it to us yes. because, and this will uh, dive into just a general understanding right before we get into characters, which is in D Zelda, dungeons aren't something like Dark Souls where you fight your way to the bottom and you have to fight the big boss. There is a big boss, there are enemies, but I think one of the key things about Zelda dungeons is they're 
is that they're filled with puzzles. And problem solving. My yeah. goodness, yeah. And that's also why I just never dive that hard into uh, <laughs> a Zelda series. Puzzles aren't my strong suit. Yeah. Till this day, I haven't done an escape room because I don't need to be trapped in there doing something I'm not good at. It's funny that you say that because like, I dusted off the Nintendo 64. I mm-hmm. never played Banjo-Kazooie growing up. Yeah. And then you know, getting into that, I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't seem obvious to me. Yeah. And I got the ex-boyfriend playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and I'm sitting there like, isn't this the best thing ever? And he's yeah. like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, <laughs> well, obviously there's a stick in the corner and then you'll realise that over there there's a light. So you have to run all the way over there, get the light, and then you'll notice way back in the corner that there's like a spider web over this cave that you couldn't even see. you got to unlock it with the fire. And he's like, I would never have got that, like yeah. ever. I hate when games are deceptively puzzle solving. Like, I'm like, just let me know up front. I was playing this zombie game and I thought I was just trying to keep myself alive, but nope, I had to unlock all these things oh, and yeah. like make While you know. While staying alive? Oh, that's, that's you know anxiety what I mean? inducing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but God. I'm like, I thought I was just going to shoot these zombies. I didn't realize that I was shooting these zombies, but also had to go into this room and put this key in this thing yeah. and then like make sure this bomb goes off at the oh, right just time. Just take me, zombie. Yeah. yeah. No, that happened. I finally unlocked it after like five tries, but it was just insane to, yeah. Anyways, just be upfront, puzzle yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's, that's, yeah, like, that's a familiar looking item that looks like we saw it in the last room. Oh, thank you. I'm going to get back in the last yeah. room. Yeah. No, well, that's how it is in Breath of the Wild. You have these shrines. And so they'll have puzzles, but then they have some where it's like a test of strength and it's just fighting. And I'm like, thank you. They're the ones I sucked at the most. Those are the ones I'm like, oh, I'm about to body this dumb (laughs) robot and get this done. And then there's the one where it's like, oh, this was a hard to get to shrine. So we're just going to give you everything for free. And you're like, oh, thank you. But yeah, no, that elephant uh, dude. Yes. I had to look online to beat that. There's no way I would have figured out any of those it's it's a whole thing, the, but I don't want to spoil move it. Move the yeah. trunk in this yeah. giant mechanic elephant where yeah. the dungeon's technically inside of it, and the water levels change, which yeah. is like the water temple oh in Legend gosh. of Zelda, which is everyone's nightmare. Oh, anyway, time. let's go into these main characters yeah, because we've been saying a lot of these names, and you know, I, I think we can just jump right into it. As a matter of fact, we'll jump right into it after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And welcome back. Uh, you know, sorry I kind of sprung that break on you. But, you know, as, as I was getting ready to say uh, what these characters were, I looked behind us and I was like, it's about that time, so let's do it. <laughs> but uh, first and foremost, our, our main character, the, 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 the name we keep saying the most, is Link, mm. uh, which is the central protagonist of The Legend of Zelda. And uh, it's the name of various young men <laughs> yep, yep. who, who, uh, who wear a green tunic and pointed cap. I mean, we can get into the variousness about this. I have the timeline up that we'll get into before we get into specific games because they're saying various because it switches. But I mean, it seems like it's it, we'll we'll just get into I, that. I honestly, if when you said that, I thought you meant like people that have been um, named that since the game came out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yep, yeah, a bunch of nerds have named their sons Link. It's oh true. The there are a bunch of Links, like yeah. at Comic-Con. There really are. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. Yeah, yeah. But in most games, the player can give Link a different name before the start of the adventure. And he will be referred to by that name. Call uh, him by Zelda. All the NPCs. Make everyone mad. Oh, yeah. Well, there was like, wasn't there like a cheat if you call, if you like named him Zelda, it like gave you some kind of bonus like they're the, the naming system especially in link of past had like built-in cheats within them like based on certain names you were able to do certain things i'll, I'll uh after when danny's talking about zelda i'll find out which it is mm-hmm. but the various links have a special title such as hero of time hero of the winds the hero chosen by the gods and like many silent protagonists in games he doesn't speak is like most main characters which i think is the best way to get around like Letting players like yes. decide who they are uh, in Destiny, you, the, the your character, your player character never talked, and that was the big reveal in Forsaken is that they actually talked for the first time, where they were like, "No," and you're like, "Oh <laughs> snap, we <laughs> talking now." Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, and like there is a bit of a metaphor here: a hero that cannot talk can only listen, Ooh. and that's a powerful thing when you have a huge mission. You yeah. have to listen to everything. Oh yeah. Thank you, Doctor yeah. Doctor Maud Garrett. You're <laughs> and then you... he does make noises though. He yeah. does some of the best voice acting <laughs> when it comes to yeah, hacking and slashing. And if you leave the and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, if you don't touch a button for a while, he just stretches and it goes, ah, ah, ah. ah. My Love favorite. It. <laughs> Love it. That oh, reminds right. me of like Sonic when you're when he's like tapping his foot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Hurry Come up. back here. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. So uh, despite the player not seeing the dialogue, it is rec- uh, it is referenced secondhand by in-game characters showing that he is not, in fact, mute. It's just we don't get to see what we talking about. Link is shown as a silent protagonist so the audience is able to have their own thoughts as to how Link would answer that. Uh, questions instead of him having scripted responses, which is nice. That's why everyone loves him, like everyone loves dogs, yeah. <laughs> because they can't speak. And if they did, but they might say but things. But you always know what they're mm-hmm. saying. But if really? they did, I mean, 
we we can't understand what they're saying. But if we did, we might not like some of the things they said. Yeah. <laughs> and because we don't, they always say good things according to us. Yes. <laughs> so moving on to Princess Zelda, um, who's the Princess of Hyrule and the Guardian of the Triforce of Wisdom. Um, Maude, how would you describe Zelda? I love that um, with these three main characters, Link, your protagonist, Zelda, your oh, – she's not a sidekick. She's your – I don't want to say quest either. But, you know, the other standing important person and then Ganon, the evil guy, each has a shard of the Triforce. So essentially this thing, um, it's it's like, I don't know, your horcruxes. When it all comes together, it goes down. Can I say that? Probably yeah. not. Oh, yeah, we'll bleep you. Thank you. <laughs> well, when you get them all together, it's amazing. Um, but it's it's great knowing that you, the protagonist as Link, has the courage to do it. She has the wisdom. So you don't feel alone um, at all. And she's actually, even though she's not there, she's providing information. She's giving you clues or equipment or, you know, a musical instrument that will actually help you on your journey. Yeah, I was going to say, so her name is present in many of her female ancestors and descendants. Uh, while most games require Link to save Zelda from Ganon, she sometimes plays a supporting role in battle, like you were saying, yeah. using magical powers and weapons such as light arrows to aid Link. Uh, with the exception of the CDI games, which were not official Nintendo games, she was not playable in the main series until Spirit Tracks, where she became a spirit and can possess a phantom knight that can be controlled by the player. But it wasn't a huge deal in that. Yeah. It sounds like it's really cool you get to play as Zelda. Nah. Yeah. Nah. You get it's to just... summon her and then she gets to control and like a, what was an inanimate object. Right. And, uh, and and so she also appears under various aliases, like you were saying, um, Tetra. Uh, so was that a, because now I can't remember, was that a late? She was a descendant of Zelda. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I thought. Um, but essentially serving the same purpose. Yes. She was the yeah. Zelda. Right. Yeah, uh, protagonist. Always but... needing to be saved. Well, no, she's actually a like a swashbuckling pirate okay, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. So she's like, a, I'm, I don't need anyone. But she's like, oh, yeah, someone like way back in my great-great-great-great-grandmother or something used to do this thing with Link and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, that's how you've tied it all together. Mm-hmm. But they made her look somewhat similar, sound and act very differently, um, cool. but still, you know, not need any help in anything. Uh, I love, though, I do want to talk about Sheik. Uh, and yes. Sheik appears... I think in Super Smash Brothers Me- Melee yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for ages, this chic person comes out once Zelda has been kidnapped or run away and it looks like a, a man, I guess. It's got a cover over their face. Um, it's really androgynous and they come out to help Link in, um, when, when you need it the most to, to move on into the storyline. I love the fact that I didn't know this was Zelda. It's not very, very clearly Zelda. And that androgynous kind of look behind it was really, really fascinating. But you just realize, again, she has almost like subterfuge where she can completely transform and become another person and still be able to help and guide Link, even though she's probably in like mortal danger the entire time. Right. So she's, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And to, Except uh, in Skyward Sword. Mm. I have a gripe. With Skyward Sword. <laughs> oh, what So this happened? is a game that came out on Wii after Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess was an amazing game, which was a lot grittier in feel, and it was a bit darker. Um, Skyward Sword was um, slightly more anime in its yeah. um, yes. animation, but um, they made Zelda a giggly, giggling little git. And for the first time, someone went, oh, she's a princess, Zelda. We should make her more like a princess. She was so not my Zelda, I couldn't finish the game. Damn. She'd be like, wow. oh, hi, Link. 
I'm going over here now. Oh, I don't know if I could do that or if I should. <laughs> and I was like, nah, not my Zelda. I was out. Anyway. Not my Zelda. To answer that question, by the way, of like putting in Zelda, I was right. Uh, lucky me. Uh, so in the first Legend of Zelda, if you entered in Zelda, um, it starts on the second quest immediately. Whoa, and in cool. Link's Awakening. That would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> my trolley, my trolley butt doing yeah, that. And you're like, wait, why is this harder? <laughs> uh, in Link's Awakening, if you put in Zelda, it changes the music of the registration screen. Oh. So it's just like a cute little uh, Easter egg. Did you hear recently that um, someone discovered a an Easter egg, I believe, in yes, Link to, was it the Link to the one. Past? Yeah. Or was it the no, first the ever Link? The very first one. And I think it happened only because uh, it was hidden all this time, but if with if you got the Nintendo internet, uh, if you paid for their internet service, they give you like a library of NES games, and I'm sure it was someone digging around in that and found it. So it's, it's Easter crazy. Egg, for 32 years, like yeah. dormant. Can you imagine being the person who set that Easter egg just like no oh, waiting for teeth? people? Yeah, that person might not be alive. <laughs> that is a very real thing, unless it was Miyamoto himself. Then he's chilling. So next we have Ganon, uh, also known as Ganondorf. That's his long. That's that's his whole name. That's his government. Most people call him Ganon, and he's the main uh, antagonist and the final boss in most of the Legend of Zelda games. In the series, he's a leader of a race of desert brigands called the Gerudo. Which, if you saw my episode of Um, actually, it was the question I got right because the Gerudo mm-hmm. are a race of women, mm-hmm. and they create a man to procreate with. Uh, and to that's the only time you need them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's every one hundred years, and Ganon is this man this time, and just like Damn. a man, ruined everything. No, Damn, kidding. he was lucky. <laughs> yeah. So he's significantly taller than all the human NPCs, but he, his looks vary between games because sometimes he looks like a humanoid green uh, man, yeah. and then sometimes he's like straight up demon boy, you know? Uh, and Or a pig. Yeah, just a giant <laughs> yeah. boar. Yeah. Is, is he a boar in a, a, um, Breath it's of like the a Wild? like a trolley looking thing. You know what? That's a good question. Oh, because you didn't beat it. Yet. I refuse to finish the game. Why do you refuse to finish? Because it? I know what it felt like to finish Ocarina of Time, and it was so sad. But there's DLC in this one. Ah, there is. Yeah, there see, is. I'm just doing it because that's my airplane game, and I don't know what else I can replace it with. So I'm gonna get lots of suggestions after this episode, and people Mario are gonna Odyssey. urge me to finish it. Yeah, I haven't played Odyssey yet. <laughs> there yeah, it is. That one too. Oh. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, he has that boar, and I believe that is his form. Like that's a form he turns into in this one, uh, Calamity Ganon. Um, his specific motives vary from game to game. But pretty much most of the time he just wants to kidnap Princess Zelda and uh, hoping to achieve domination over Hyrule and the world. You know, typical bad boy stuff. And uh, because of this, he usually is looking for the Triforce, a powerful magical relic. And he often possesses a portion of it called the Triforce of Power, which gives him a ton of strength. Uh, But it's never enough which always leads him to hunt the remaining Triforce piece. And unlike Link, Zelda, and most other recurring characters, he's actually the same person in every game, and with the exception of the Four Swords Adventures, where he is a re- in reincarnation of the original. Uh, in each game, uh, the battles with him are different, and he fights using different styles. In the game Skyward Sword, uh, he, they indicate that Ganon is a reincarnation of an evil deity known as Demise. Um... 
before we we're going to get into the gameplay and the games before let's just go down no just, one man should have all that power by the way quick <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a good kanye reference so this is the timeline as it stands based on kotaku's article that was let's see back in uh 2011 the last time they did it um and so according to them it starts with the legend of gods and hero of time and it starts with the era of world's creation and that's when skyward sword is and the goddess hylia is reincarnated ancient battle returns to earth then it goes down to the minish cap after that the evil god vati is born then from there we get to my my bay four swords where <laughs> vati is re- resurrected then after that is your bay Ocarina of Time. Got it. And the Dark World is formed, and the sacred realm of Ganondorf turns into the Demon King Ganon. Now, this is where it splits, because, and maybe you can give me insight to this as someone who beat Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. There's two timelines from here. The timelines are if the hero is defeated and if the hero is successful. If the hero is defeated, then the next, uh, it, it leads to Hyrule's decline and the last hero which leads to the link to the past. And then after that, Oracle of Season, Oracle of Ages. And after that, Link's Awakening, which I will retract my previous statement. I kept saying Link to Past. I played Link's Awakening because that was available on the Game Boy. And that's what I was playing when I had a Game Link Boy. Link to the Past is 3DS. Yeah. yeah. And then goes all the way down to uh, Legends of Zelda and then Adventure of Link. So so the first games are at the end of this timeline. So then we have if the hero is successful. I'm sorry, when does the hero not be successful? I, I'm guessing. If you finish the game, it's you have to beat him. Ocarina of Time, there's only. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they're going based off of things said in the opening of these other games of like, oh, after yada, 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 yat, yat, yat. You know, I didn't say any words. You should words. do voice acting. That was, I was there. I didn't yeah. know what was happening. But in The Hero is Successful, which is the timeline you're accustomed with, the- in the child era, it starts with Majora's Mask. Yes. And it's the Dark World and the Hero's uh, Descendants. And Twilight Princess is after that. And then after that is the Four Swords and Hyrule Adventure. So that doesn't make any sense. It would make more sense to split it after Majora's Mask because that is a very different game to Ocarina of Time where you can only defeat Ganon. In Majora's Mask, it's actually not about Ganon at all. It's this giant evil-looking moon that's about to crash into Hyrule. Yeah. I couldn't play this game because of the scary moon and Happy Mask Man, which is the most frightening face I've it's ever known seen. As, yeah, it's really funny because it's it's slated like whenever you look up those like scariest games, it's always in there. Yeah. Even yes. though technically it's like if we looked at it now, it'd yeah. be like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, look no, at I mean, Silent Hill is a scary game. Like Majora's yeah. Mask was scary because we were little. But also, it was the time crunch as well. It was like when you played yeah, true, the, true, true. when you played Ocarina of Time. It's like I'm gonna smell this flower. I'm gonna cut every blade of grass and get rupees, <laughs> which is money. Um, but with Majora's Mask, it's like you felt like you couldn't dilly dally. It was like you had one chance to do it, and if you didn't, everyone would die from this evil moon. Um, ask Chewbacca about the fate of that because in Legends he died because a moon squashed him. Mm. Anyway, that's a fun fact. Um, that's why I think that there's more likely a chance to fail Majora's Mask because you didn't rescue uh, Hyrule from the impeding moon, yeah. and that's where it should have split. Not according to this timeline, because Who wrote then it splits that? to uh, the uh, adult era, 
which starts with Wind Waker, then goes to Phantom Hourglass and ends with Spirit Tracks. That I get. I did yeah. play those on the 3DS. So, well, uh, Phantom Hourglass was just the DS. Oh, but then there's an official. Um, so, so this is their, I think, surmising, and then there's an official one. But apparently, the official one is even more like. Yeah. Do you know what? I probably think it's worth saying. Going back to the original conversation you and I had about each game can be quite successfully standalone. Yeah. The timeline of these games is nearly irrelevant. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh yeah. The, none of this is. This is all like according to the official. Uh, <laughs> this official one, which is wild because it seems so sparse. The beginning is Skyward Sword, then the Minish Cat, four swords. Then at Ocarina of Time, they split it as well. Stop it. No. They, they, in the official one, they also split Out of all the things you need to know about Zelda, that is not something that you need to know. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need Link to know. Link doesn't die. But, there, but for, the, uh, for the the like completionist gamer that has to connect oh. everything because they're there, they went and did it for you, and it's even more convoluted than you thought. But let's talk about the gameplay, and yes. you know you could break that down for us, Maude. Well, I mean, obviously the different gameplays will happen on the different consoles. So if you're playing this game, say on like your Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. or your Switch, you can definitely guarantee it's going to be an action adventure game first and foremost. You get to do a lot of exploring. This is when the puzzles come into play. Um, the the elements have remained consistent. The fact that it is an action adventure with a storyline. You you have a main quest. You have your little side quests. Um, but later in the series, it included a little bit of stealth gameplay where you had to avoid enemies while proceeding through a level. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know I exactly say, what we're talking about? Well, oh, well, you didn't no, play Ocarina of Time. No, I so, but he, I'm gonna the tell you why. The guards in the guards. Side because I hate stealth options in games. I am not a stealthy person. No, I'm a guns blazing, yeah. kill everyone. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's just because I'm just bad at being sneaky in real life, so it translates in the game. But I did, I just did that big. Uh, mountain in Breath of the Wild that you have to climb up and they have those helicopter ancients. Yes! And if they see you, they just shoot at you. And I just had to run through it. I was like, forget it. I'm going to just keep healing and running. Yes. Oh my and gosh. And they really zap you. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I don't like that either. Yeah. So we, me and Maude, we're the same on stuff. <laughs> don't like it. That's it. But when you, know, when you have those other hack and slash games, there's no storyline. It's yeah. kind of... I don't feel that they really slot into a typical Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on... The handheld console games um, with the DS and the 3DS, there's still a sense of exploration. Um, you get to discover a, a new world each time, even though it's still Hyrule. And then basically as you go through the game, I, I think they're quite linear. You start somewhere, you'll unlock, say, a hook shot, which will yeah. make sure that every wooden plank you can now zip up to. So you have um, accessibility all of a sudden, which means you can progress to that next stage because yeah. you couldn't get up that little slot. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, I feel like the earlier versions did have this sense and feeling of being open world. But you're right; there are certain just aspects of the map you couldn't reach because you didn't have the thing that you need. There was a big to... fire blocking the wall, yeah. and all of a sudden, you've got this new thing where you can summon water, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's great. Or the ocarina where it had the tunes. Mm-hmm. You would play a note, and you would get transported somewhere, or. You would grow older. Yeah, that's, oh, that brings Link us to... Link got hot. Ooh, oh, yeah. Can we talk about that <laughs> oh, when yeah. it goes from kid Link to ad- adult Link? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, wow. they really they, they really were like, let's give them some fan service. That was nice. We had, we had baby True. Link, 
True. And they have like shred, shredded up, Oof. svelte. And then they put him in different tunics and his yeah. little white leggings were poking out. <laughs> <laughs> it made, it made wow. Navi more bearable. Yeah. So Navi is the fairy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's notoriously, because when, when Link doesn't talk, you don't hear a, a voice over and over again, except when you get the hint and it's like, oh, maybe you got to go back to that other place. But the, the noise that Navi would make is, hey, listen. And when you hear that over and over, and you could be doing something different, you're having a hell time. It's great over here. Hey, listen. You're like, you know what? Please stop, stop. I will, I will, I will listen to you in a second. So that became like quite iconic for the Zelda franchise. Oh, yeah. Navi's annoying voice. Another thing that I was going to say is iconic is the life meter, which is represented as a line yes. of hearts. I've oh, seen yeah. so many tattoos <laughs> mm-hmm. of people T-shirts. that have that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so the life meters replenished a number of different ways, including picking up hearts left by defeated enemies or destroyed objects, fairies or springs located in specific locations or consuming items such as potions or foods. I was going to say, I know that you, Maud, love the soundtrack, which a lot of people do, like the audio. And we can get into that after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. And we're back, uh, still joined by Maud Garrett. So, Maud, I know that you love the soundtrack to Legend of Zelda. Yeah, they do an amazing job, not only with providing incredibly unique, beautiful music for whatever area you're in. Mm -hmm. So, the exploration music when you're in Hyrule, it's just got this gusto, this get up and explore and get out there sort of attitude. There's very ominous music where you realize you're in danger. One of my, two of my favorite 
three. Oh my gosh, all of them. Pieces of music from Ocarina of Time. Saria's song in the forest. Um, someone did the best dubstep remix of that. <laughs> that is just fire. I know Zed, the German DJ guy, he oh, actually yeah. consistently has um, the original Zelda from the the first game. Yeah. That theme in the, that static kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, no, he my buddy, uh, Grimecraft, like that's his whole thing. Oh, he does like it. video game remixes and he's better than Zed because Zed, because he didn't come for Sheck West. Zed can eat one. Uh, oh, wow. you, you, right. you, yeah, you, like you missed that whole, it was a whole thing. And, you know, big ups to, um, <laughs> this is where DJ Danell is going to come in and correct me because there was a DJ, but I forget his name. He's a very big one too. Oh, what was the name? I know Dan, just go ahead and say it. You know who it is. Okay, so yeah, here's story time, side note story time, since we're on, yes, uh, which was, this is during, uh, this is great because it's during audio, so Sheck West has a song called Mo Bamba, which slaps and was a moment, and Zed did a tweet that was basically like, heard this uh, Mo Bamba song, I really don't get it. And why, then, why, uh, why? Because, because, you know, when you're a DJ who thinks he's on top of the world, uh, you say dumb stuff like that. So obviously he was mid-dragging and A-Track tried to like reason with him, like, look, man, look, I get why you might not get it, but when you see the way people vibe with it in the club, you understand. He's like, mm, no, I think I just like real music, which is the dumbest thing. From a, a DJ. Yeah. That's like saying your that's, opinion is wrong. Well, that and like, it's the weirdest thing for a DJ to say because that is the number one like insult that DJs have to hear. So for him to dole it out, it kind of in a way to kind that's of weave this back into nerddom. It's kind of like when you see nerd bullies, when it's like, that's yeah. the thing that's... You, that usually you are yeah. dealing with. So it's weird to see you dole it out. Like, yeah. number one, that's the one thing I hated about when I did used to spin. Um, people would always be like, oh, DJing, I like, you learn to play an instrument. It's like, dude, if you knew how much work actually goes to beat matching, especially before Serato, when you had to like straight up use your ear to beat match and make it sound mm -hmm. like you are mixing and then make it sound like, you, basically the best DJs, around you, you won't notice a new song starting because they beat matched yeah. it that well. And once you have that ear too, it kind of uh I got 30% of what you're saying and now I get it, what I sound like when I talk video games to someone <laughs> yeah. that's not a nerd. Okay. Right. Well, because it might have been is, a little bit of that on this podcast for people yeah. listening. Because this is nerdificent, I will do a quick explanation. So every song has a BPM, beats per minute. Yeah. When you beat match, you're matching the BPM of mm -hmm. one song yes. with another so that it matches up when you can hear so both of them at the same time. So into one song so, Yeah. And usually there's like little sneaky tricks you can do, like a lot of uh, electronic mu music have like shh sounds and then you can start the song up where that and you don't have to worry about beat matching. But if a real good keen ear DJ will use the beat of one music, an isolated beat of one song to maybe the bass of another and it sounds like a completely singular song and then this new song will start and you won't even notice it because you never notice the shift in beats. Uh, which, you know, before Serato meant you had to slow down the the, the uh, plates on the turntables so that the beat slows down enough to beat yeah. match. Got it. Hey, I, hope I learned something. I'm, yes, that Dan. 
<laughs> DJ Dan. You know yeah. Dan's like a legit real DJ, Hello. right? I do know. I, I didn't know. I did not. I thought he just said DJ Dan as like, oh, it's kind of funny because Zeke goes by DJ Ziggy Zeke. Oh, yeah. And then I, was, then I went on a deep dive because I was uh, seeing he commented on a... So we have a Reddit, uh, How Stuff Works Reddit. There's different stuff. You could check it out. He commented on something. I wanted to see if he had any embarrassing subreddits he was commenting on. Wow. And really, he was just commenting on people who were praising his uh, DJ skills as a gladiator. That's awesome. Let's get back into audio. We yes. This is probably the furthest tangent, but you know what? I'm going <laughs> to grab it by the horns, turn it back in, and Jesus, let's get back to Zelda. Yeah, so, oh, well, what? I just think that having an iconic and recognizable theme song yeah. for a game says a lot. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, a Final Fantasy has the same theme song across mm-hmm. each one, but just with a different tinge. Like, I can specifically go, I love Final Fantasy VII's intro because I can tell it. But it's something that you anyone, even if you didn't listen to Seven, will know it's a Final Fantasy. And mm-hmm. that is a feat in itself. Yeah. It's, it's good sort of like... Audio branding in a way, yes. and they Nothing do a really good job of that. Will be better to me than than Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's as iconic. No, I get, I get it. Like it's just And even when he goes down, dun dun dun, dun like when yeah. he goes yeah, under, yeah. like we dun, know dun, all dun, of dun. those. <laughs> no, it was so dun, good, dun, but dun. it was so unexpected because, like, the like. Yeah, it's so yeah. poppy and fun, whereas like stuff like RPGs like Zelda and Final Fantasy is so overly orchestra like yeah. and then yeah. it's like, yeah, no, nothing is more iconic than like you don't this is how good Mario is. You don't even have to be a gamer, but if you hear oh, the theme, yeah. you know it. Yeah. Like, I don't that's... know. I think that there's a few that are happening in Zelda that um, have become iconic. So when you open a chest, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's a, yeah. So that's like, what was that? Let me try this again. What happened? Oh, no. okay, I on. know, I know what you're trying to do, uh, no, but if no one's ever heard that noise before, it just sounds like you're dying. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was good. People at home better. are gonna scream like, "If you're doing it perfect, this is this is the <laughs> hill I'm gonna <laughs> die on." Just like uh, Danny's uh, accent, her her, her <laughs> like impression Jimmy of Jimmy uh, Stewart. <laughs> yeah, this is the, that's the hill. Someone came Jesus in my street and was like, "I did like some." Some, some like uh, impersonation, and I was like, that was bad. And someone was like, not as bad as Danny's Jimmy Stewart. Uh, <laughs> but he you is, know, <laughs> he is a completely different like person than me. Everyone. Not even the same demographic <coughs> at all. Oh my gosh! Legend of Zelda theme is a it's a reoccurring piece of music that was created for the first game of the franchise. So the composer and sound director of the series, Koji Kondo, uh, initially planned to use Maurice Ravel's Bolero as the game's title theme, but was forced to change it when he learned late in the game's development cycle that the copyright for the orchestral piece had not yet expired. So as a result, we had this beautiful piece um, that is now iconic. Well, he had one day to write it, too. Within one day. Yeah. He wrote it within one day. So, wow. And uh, it is really beautiful music. I think you can have both. I agree with what you're saying. If Final Fantasy 
Legend of Zelda, they have very um, whimsical, mystical type of... I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Especially it's... when you get those video game orchestras that actually will perform yeah. those songs live. Oh, it's just stunning. It's really beautiful music. And in fact, here's a fun fact. Uh, I first got a keyboard and I was like, what song do I want to learn? I learned Gerudo Valley from Ocarina of Time, nice. which is technically what, Ganon's theme song <laughs> in a way, but it's this almost Spanish flamenca kind of gorgeous sound as well. But everything, every part of it, um, when you go into the lake as well, it sounds more like trickling and mystical. You are, It's so different and it's so intrinsic to where you are that I think it transports you so much more successfully. But all the games are like that. All the games have really, really great music. So I'm doing some very important research right now. And I'm trying to find out if Koji Kondo is related to Marie Kondo. <laughs> Because yeah. that would be the coolest connection. Because this music is really clean and it sparks yeah. joy. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. But the, yeah, I, that's the thing. No info. Because Marie Kondo surprisingly has zero information beyond like, oh, she does the cleaning thing. She just came She's out of nowhere, huh? And, and yeah, it's like, and like her background's like, she said she's always been a tidy person her whole life. It's like, yeah, you tidy with that info. You're not yep. letting anybody know. Mm. Um, that's cool. Uh, that's just going to be my head cannon. So we have, you know, I, even though I went through the timeline, uh, we do have a list of the games. And, you know, we're just going to go down it and because uh, there are a lot. There are a lot we haven't played. We're just going to hit on the ones we have played. So starting with number one, Legend of Zelda, that dropped February 21st, 1986. Five days and two years before my birth. God, you're so weird. Uh, look, <laughs> I, that that one's hard because it's so close that, to my that birthday. Was, that was definitely not two weeks away from mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're really close. Are we both Pisces? Yes. Oh man, that's oh that's wow. dangerous. I don't. I guess it's not. But you know, we get along swimmingly. Uh, uh, did you ever play the original Zelda game? Um, I didn't. No. Yeah. I didn't have a Famicom. Okay. Uh, I've seen it, but yeah. no. But I mean, if you want to know what they kind of look like, the first few of them, uh, especially anything before Nintendo 64 when it went 3D, were very bird's eye view. Yeah. So top down, it kind of looked like the old school Pokemon yep. games on mm -hmm. the Game Boy where you were a little blip up the top and you got to move around. Mm -hmm. You would see the face and the legs still, but it would you'd have to navigate with like, yeah, a yeah. bird's eye view in a way. Um, and uh, for those who don't know, Famicom is what the name of the uh, NES system was in... Japan, because it was called Family Computer, Famicom. Famicom! Um, and yeah, I played a little bit of Legend of Zelda, but I was never good at it. It was the it's first really one's hard. hard. Really so hard. So I didn't play that. Yep. Zelda 2 Adventure of Link dropped January 14th, 1987. Did not play that one. It was also on Famicom. <coughs> then we move on to The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, November 21st, 1991. This was on. The NES. Yes, yeah. and this is a game I think that really made Zelda stand out. This yeah. was very, very well done. It was a little bit more mm -hmm. palatable. You yeah. were able to beat it, yeah. which not many people, well, not not many people, but it was harder. Yeah, I still didn't beat this one. I only had a little taste. But after that was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, August 6th, 1993, on Game Boy. And I played the remade version for Game Boy Color. And it slapped. It was fun. I never beat it, but it's the furthest I've gotten on my own at a young age in oh. a video game. Mm. And then the game shook up five <laughs> years later, November 21st in 1998, when Zelda, A Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time dropped. And this then became the greatest game of all time. 
I was so jealous. According to many. And that's what I played yeah. big time. I played yeah. it on, I, hmm, on the N, Yeah, on the N64. This game changed your life. Mod. This is the game that made me a gamer. Yeah. So I played a lot of games before that, Earthworm Jim, all that fun stuff on there. Um, I remember Earthworm yeah. Jim. But it was those games where you didn't have Wait, any. Wait, did you play that on Sega? Yeah. And no, I actually played it on the, the Nintendo 64. No. What was that? Not the 64. It was on the SNES. Oh, maybe I yeah. was. Um, But usually Wait, those on. games beforehand, it was this system where you only had three lives. And as soon as you lost all those lives, the game was over. And so people would always constantly pause the game and turn the TV off mm -hmm. and pray that your mum didn't want to clean the console. And gaming then, it's like such risk factor. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you know the first stage because you'd played it 4,000 times, but when you got into a new area, it's like, well, I've only got one life to get this right. Yeah. So when you had the um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, you, you got to save your game. Mm -hmm. Huge. You got to zoom in and lock on on objects, which we'd never seen in a game before. That was a new fighting technique. Um, that was really big. And being able to explore the world on horseback, no less. Great, great g game. They had to pivot big time. Uh, they got the next game out only less than two years after that in 2000, and that was Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, again on 64. Yep. And they pivoted the gameplay by, yeah, having that time challenge on it. Yeah. yeah. It was intense. Um, yeah. The reason I skipped these two games is because it was on N64, and I've never owned an N64. Oh, the best console. It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I had the PlayStation. How was Tekken? Uh, Tekken slapped. Good chat. Resident Evil slapped. Yeah, Resident Evil. PlayStation Underground slapped because if my, if my dad didn't want to buy me new games, I was playing demos back to back. There are some games I have a clear memory of playing but never owned it, like Power yeah. Rapper the Rapper. <laughs> and you only got like three, and then it's like, you're yeah. done. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. that was pretty cool. much ours too. Cool. Uh, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages came out for the Game Boy Color uh, in May 14th of 2001, I remember that game. I think I got ages. That was the era of high school nerds coming together, talking about the game as they played it. See, I was playing Pokemon Yellow or Diamond or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. So here's here here we go to another iffy drought. So Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, March 24, yes. 2003, GameCube. I got mono in 11th grade or 12th grade when that <laughs> one came out. And that's what I played for three weeks straight. It was <sighs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a a GameCube. I entered I a contest either. for Nintendo. There was like a Nintendo contest of like, what would you do for a GameCube? If you say something cool enough, we'll have you do it. And I think like I submitted that I would run naked down the street saying I love games. It was like very humiliating. Because they want, yeah, 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, wow. Uh, like looking back, I'm like, I know why they didn't pick it, but yeah. I was like, it has to be wild and crazy. Yeah. And this was like naked. during the like jackass era too. So oh, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this will And then I'll light a fart on fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it'll spell out Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, we got The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventure which was June 7th, 2004, and once again on the GameCube, so no. your boy didn't play. No. Uh, Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Now we now we got something, if he has, which was the Game Boy Advance, and your boy played a little bit of it, but I think I borrowed it from a friend. I don't think I owned it. And then the Wii came out, and this mm -hmm. is a game changer again. This is when we got our real Zelda games back yeah. with the open worlds and the, you know, 60 hours to finish it. Twilight Princess coming out November 19th, 2006. Now, we didn't really touch on this game except that it was a bit darker and grittier. But in this one, you had um, Link transform into a different realm and he would turn into a wolf. Yeah, mm. That was sick. And you, instead of having an ocarina or like a little pan flute, 
you would howl the tune. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so that was a win from me. I finished that game. I loved it. Uh, moving on to the handhelds, though, we got Phantom Hourglass, which came out October 1st, 2007 on the DS. Yep. Not the best game. Did not play that not one. Not great. That one yeah, I didn't not great. Didn't finish it. Didn't love it. But Spirit Tracks came out two years later, December 7th, 2009, again on the DS. A little bit better. Yeah. Didn't play that either. I was That one was when I was, I think we're talking 2007, 2009. I, I was in X-Bone land. Your boy was playing Halo, trying to make it to the MLG. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, as you can see, I'm not a millionaire now, so I did not make it to the And you MLG. missed out on Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Oh, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, we had, this was another, I think, game changer. This was another one that had everyone shouting about how how much it slapped. You didn't like I it I didn't as like much. it. No. Legends Skyward of Zelda, Sword. Skyward Sword, November for f- 20th. For five years between Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, you would have thought it would have been a bit a bit better. For me, it just pivoted in a different direction. They'll do that from time to time. Instead of going darker and grittier, I feel this one was a little bit lighter and fluffier to the point where it was sugary sickness. And they also made Zelda's nose look pink, like she'd constantly had a cold. And I just remember, like, I put down the controller and said, not my Zelda, and that was it. (laughs) Then we had uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds on the 3DS, November 23rd, 2013. What a Link Between World means on this one is that you got this ability to literally go in a crevice in a rock face. So you would literally go between two worlds and you would split from Hyrule to Low (laughs) Rule. So it was like an inverse world. I, yeah, I I loved that game. It was actually a really great game. Then we had Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes on the 3DS, October 23rd, 2015. I didn't touch that. Nope, neither. Then we have the current champ. Mm -hmm. Game of the Year award winning. Yeah, really. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, March 3rd, 2017 on the Switch. Still has DLC. Still great. Uh, Is my travel game and I love it that way. I'm so calm on that plane as I listen to, I'll plug in the headphones because speaking of audio and sound design, it's so calming to just walk around the breezy world until I get raged out because I'm trying to climb on something and as soon as I want to climb something is when the game decides it wants to uh, start raining. Oh, good. By the way, in this- Slippery rocks. Yeah. Slippery, yeah, this flight was the first time I learned that you can avoid lightning by taking off all your metal stuff. Yeah. I So oh. I figured out what happened because I was like, I thought I tried it. I think I took off all my metal armor but, but you didn't still real- had a sword. Yeah. And That's that, a conduit. Yeah, that thing, and, and the lightning hurts. Like, I had uh, these dork Bokokin on horses with flame swords coming at me, and it starts lightning storming, and they had their metal bow, and he got wrecked. And I was like, okay, I, I like lightning again. Yeah. <laughs> I like it again. Um, so something that happened in this game, which we've never seen before, is armor and weapons that deteriorate. If you are to use the same sword and you strike something seven times, it's going to break. And I think initially people were really not okay with that. Yeah. Because the other weapons that we had, like the iconic master sword, were indestructible. They yeah. were like almost savior weapons. And here you couldn't love your weapon because it would just break. Oh, yeah. But you you find some of it, but it, it I I'm still kind of annoyed by that feature only because, for example, things like guardian weapons. Mm. You know, I I need that. <laughs> I, need I need it, it. to survive. And if that goes away, it doesn't you have to be resourceful. Yeah. But now I got to the point where I can buy those guardian arrows, and so the game has changed for me. That's true. And you also get to cook food, so you can. Yeah. 
um, have different uh, abilities like stamina, mm -hmm. the stamina use as well in this one instead of the power meter. Um, so you'd collect all these ingredients and then the cooking music even is great. Yeah. Do, 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 bing, and then you'd make this dish um, and it would help you again in the game if you needed a little bit of a, yeah. a, little bit of a hand. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I was going to say as of September of this past year, so th these numbers are a tiny bit off, but Breath of the Wild has sold over 11.7 million copies worldwide. And like you said, it did win – Game of the Year, but wow. was also won Game Critics Awards as well. Best Action Adventure Game, Best Console Game, Best of Show. Uh, also in 2016, it was, for the Game Awards, it was won the most anticipated game, yep. then turned around and won Game of the Year. So, And it just has a wealth of games. Oh, yeah. um, the 14th uh, British Academy Games Awards also, uh, it won Game Intervention. There, I mean, it's just endless awards for this beautiful game yeah and, and it I, got 97 as well on metacritic 97 out of 100 yeah, yeah. it is the uh best-selling zelda game to date yeah and it, and here's the here's the thing like if you are curious about a zelda game and want to try just start there but if you ocarina of time does have a 3ds remastered version if you do have a 3ds if you want to check that they out they did that again on the gamecube yeah. too so they want you to keep playing yeah. this game so it literally stands the test of oh my time. gosh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just go um, for the puns. By the way, yes. Mon has been going pun after pun, and she's wearing a shirt that says puns don't <laughs> kill people. So, so just so you know the why every time she makes a pun, I guffaw. That um, is funny. But we've come oh, to can the- Can you guess what Ocarina of Time got out of 100? Uh, I'm going to say- 97. 99. Oh, 99 wow. out of 100. That is oh. nearly a perfect game. I don't think 100 exists. Yeah. I don't think a perfect game exists. So that supports my theory that Ocarina I know what it is. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the best game of all time. Well, Thank speaking you. of time, we're all out we're of it. Done. Wow. So where can people find you, Maud? Uh, I'm all over the internet, at Maud Garrett. Garrett has two R's, two T's. Maud sounds different when Americans say it. How do we say it? Maud. Mod. So my name's gone from Maud Garrett Maud. to Maud Garrett. Maud. That's a different name. <laughs> but M-A-U-D-E is how you spell Maud. Uh, I do a bunch of stuff on Nerdist and other outlets like that. I talk movies. I talk games. I have a dog called Zelda. Check her out. She's, <gasps> She's so my, life. my life. My mm life. -hmm. That's all. I relate all to that. Right. What about you, Danny? Uh, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. It's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Um, 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 I wrote in a book called The Good Immigrant. It is a collection of essays from actors and writers of color that drops February 19th. You can actually pre-order it right now on Amazon. I was very honored to write in it, and there are a ton of, a ton of talented people uh, that contributed, so check that out. That's cool. Yes, and you know me, I'm Ifywadiway, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram, Ifdies on Twitch. Shout out to all the nerd fam hanging out on my Twitch channel. Give me those Twitch Prime subs. I thank you so much about it. Uh, but you know, you don't even have to watch me stream. You can hang out with me and Danny in the Discord. It's salts, uh, It's discord.gg forward slash salt squad. We have a Nerdificent channel. Uh, Armand Fleckery uh, does a great job of dropping the uh, all of the footnotes in the Discord if you don't want to click, even though it's there in the description of the podcast. <laughs> if you're like, well, I needed one. I'm on the computer so I could go to the website. Flex 
taking care of that for you. And it also gives you notifications of when I'm streaming and, you know, just hang out. Uh, we will pop in there. We'll chat with you. It's been a good time. We've been having lots of fun discussions, people dropping trailers. It's a good, fun community mm. that uh, that bleeds all the way over from Twitch to Nerdificent to Candy Dinner as well. So it's fun watching you talk about Discord and you've got a Discord sweater on. Oh, yeah. Someone asked <laughs> if I worked at Discord today. Also, uh, you know, go to Tee Public. You need a T-shirt. It's getting to to Valentine's Day. Get your bae a Nerdificent shirt. It's gonna be tight. She's gonna be happy. There's especially some really cool ones on there. And yeah. I wore a stir- stay nerdy shirt at the airport and got so many compliments. Ooh, see, that could be you getting all them compliments. So go to the Tee Public site, search Nerdificent, find our store, and get up in there. You can even get phone cases even if you don't like shirts. Ooh, and mugs. And mugs. Everyone likes. I love. Them. I really love mugs. Not more than me, though. Mm, Probably not. But until next time, stay nerdy. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.